0: Hi, and welcome to another episode of Transparent with Tina. I'm your host, Tina Marks. And today's guest is an entrepreneur, entertainer. Uh, He's been a speaker on TEDx and he is a social influencer. Please welcome Brian Breach. Welcome, Brian. Yay! Thank you so much for having me. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy to have you here, and we have a lot to cover and not a lot of time you're a very very interesting man and um, I always like to start start with the backstory in this case it's amazing Um, I I watched your TEDx speak today Um, and so why don't we just start off with where you came from your backstory and then we're gonna get to where you are today how's that sound
1: yeah absolutely I'll I'll, I'll go I'll go way back like like I mentioned in my TEDx talk um, I was born um back in new york to a, a very busy dad and a very abusive mom and a lot of crazy things went down back then my mom was super abusive she was arrested on interstate trafficking charges and uh there was a period of time where she was cheating on my dad and she contracted uh hiv during that period of time she didn't know it um somehow or another i don't know how but she actually ended up getting custody um took us down to florida where my dad went broke um and while we were in florida she met a man named jordan how um,
0: old were you then when, when you went to live with your dad? And, and, and yeah.
1: So when, when my mom got custody, when they got divorced, I was eight, and then I didn't get, my dad didn't get us back until my mom passed away um, when I was 13 years old. But uh, prior to that, she ended up with this guy named Jordan. I'm almost positive that she ended up giving him HIV even though he was murdered prior to, to me I'm finding out to
0: You know, I know the story, our audience doesn't, because there was something yeah. in there that was very, very important um, the day of your bar mitzvah when you turned 13.
1: Yeah. That so, was a very
0: I, defining moment in your life. So can we, can, let's go into that for a moment.
1: Oh, absolutely. Yeah. It, it was very weird times. I mean, the, the thing is, uh, it wasn't weird times till after my mom passed away. I didn't realize that she was going to pass away. When you're a kid, you, you don't, you know, in my head, I'm like, oh, she's, she's going to make it. She'll be fine. So right after my bar mitzvah, I went straight from, from, from my bar mitzvah to the hospital and That was pretty much the last time I saw her again. Um, Then we moved. Then my dad finally got custody, and we moved to the we moved to in a small apartment. Um, But in my head during that time, I thought she was going to recover. You know, you're a kid. What do you know? You know, you don't know. People get sick. I didn't even know when I was younger that she had AIDS. Um, They told me it was a brain tumor. She had cancer, which she actually ended up having cancer as well. So she had AIDS and cancer simultaneously. But she had a brain tumor, and they cut her head open. And then I found out later on that she actually had AIDS, which was causing all the the chaos in her body. Um, Yeah, and that was the last time I'd ever see her again. It was uh, interesting. Never got the words, I love you, nothing. No apologies, anything. But again, this is, Uh yeah, you know, you move past all that stuff. Everything that I've been through, when when you've been through so much negative, you have no other choice than to see the positive uh, of everything. So let me ask you you
0: right there, because you know what I talk about in my book. I had a very um, abusive father. Which right. you know, um, I for so long was like, why is this happening to me? Now I look and I see that I'm the person that I am because of those experiences. So you can oh, yes. make that into a success or you know a failure. So um, would you would you say that like the day that that happened, that you said goodbye to her, and you turned 13, you said in your TED talk that basically you know ba is when you become a man, and in so many different ways you really
1: kind of had to step up to the plate and become a young man at that point. Oh, 100%. It, it it's crazy because, you know, figuratively speaking, that's what a bar mitzvah is, but you don't always become a man at 13. You know, you're still uh, the minute that happened and my dad got custody. You know, I love my dad, but when he got custody, it was very different. I was on my own. I was independent guy. He was busy. He got sick too and then he moved him uh we moved him with my stepmom. She got sick. I was on my own. I mean, despite what what he remembers I was on my own I was skateboarding in the streets almost on a daily basis I was you know it was I was extremely independent I was buying my own clothes buying my own food I was cooking for myself you know so yeah I, I became a man in, in what I'd like to say around you know around my bar mitzvah time literally as a you know as opposed to figuratively so crazy crazy times but yeah what you just said it makes you the person it makes us the people we are You know, maybe had I not been to that, I wouldn't be here talking to you, you know? Right,
0: exactly. But at that time when you were going through it, if you can remember that, I mean, were you feeling like a victim? Like, why is this happening to me? Or did you just kind of step into, hey, this is, you know, the card that I've been handed and I've just got to make, you know, lemonade out of lemons. I mean, do you remember what you were thinking at that point?
1: I do remember, th- there was a there was a very short period of time when she did pass away that I was like furious of the world. Now, even though she was an abusive person and she was never really nice, except for maybe almost one time that I can remember, I didn't want her to pass away, you know? Um, and I, I remember being in seventh grade, my dad got custody, I moved from uh, West Palm to Pembroke Pines and it was such a different environment. I mean, like the school had barbed wire fences around, it, it was a totally different environment. And I do it just quick. I remember wearing like an AIDS ribbon for a period of time and I was pissed at everything. I mean, I was walking out of the class. I didn't care about, I didn't give a shit about anything for a very short period of time. Okay. Was, I remember it being like a couple i weeks uh, or maybe a month or so. And I remember making a song about this. And then finally things changed. I started making friends. I started kind of feeling a little more comfortable and accepting of what happened. And And then I kind of turned around, but there was a very... I was given teachers' attitudes. I was, I was mad at the world, and I didn't know why. When you're that young, you don't know how to deal with emotion yet, so I was just kind of learning the emotion.
0: Well, you know, the anger is the second emotion. The first emotion right. is pain and fear. Oh, yeah. So yeah. You were probably feeling a lot of that, right?
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, it's funny. If you heard the song, I had made the song, and I remember the day that I found out she passed away. My dad came in the apartment, and it's funny. The biggest coincidence was the day that I got word that she passed away – Turned out to be my best day and I was, I was finally adjusting. I was happy and I was, uh, it was a couple weeks after my bar, I think two and a half weeks or something after my bar mitzvah. That particular day I felt okay. And I remember I was watching something on TV, I was smiling and my dad walked in, his face looked like a ghost. He told me, I remember going to my room, everybody was calling me, I was crying for like hours. I ignored every phone call and then is when the anger started coming in. Mm-hmm.
0: I see, okay. Yeah. And anger can be a motivator. Because you know what? I was angry most of my life because I had so much pain because of all this. And, you know, oh, I, it definitely yeah, it's, you know, a, it, it's a yeah. stronger emotion. I mean, when you feel angry, you, you feel more powerful. I write about this in my first book, as opposed to feeling the sadness where you feel vulnerable and open and exposed, right? So right. that anger is like a survival mechanism.
1: Right. And, and you know, I don't seek out anger, but to me, anger is a renewable source of energy. And when I get angry, whether it be uh, with an ex or someone in my family, it literally motivates the hell out of me. Every time I get angry, I notice that I pick up my... I get right to it. I get on my A game the minute I get angry because I, I always focus on success. And success to me is like the best revenge. So when someone screws me over, I don't care to, to be vindictive, vindictive and go at them. I want to keep going i want to get another magazine i want to be on another podcast i want to get my show off the ground and when those things hit the internet people see it that's my that's my kind of vindictiveness okay you want to screw me over look what i can do you know look how far i will go
0: yeah you're 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 turning it around and working making it work for you because we know physically mentally and everything anger doesn't help but in that way, that's a, a really great tip that you just.
1: Absolutely. i help my grandmother. My grandma was angry her whole life and she lived pretty long. So.
0: <laughs> but
1: yeah, yeah, it's, I know what you mean. Right.
0: Okay. So then after your father, what was your, fir- what was your first business? I, I, you had mentioned that in 2008, you got fired from your first job and, and, and many after that.
1: Yeah. So actually, 2004 to 2008 was my last nine to five. I was working nine to fives forever. I was in the restaurant industry, probably half my life, busboy, waiter, you know, cleaning stuff off people's plates. Uh, From 2004 to 2008, I actually worked as an admissions advisor at Kaiser University for the online division. And, you know, they fired me justifiably. I was... I was slacking off. I was doing music and I wasn't focused. I was performing a lot and I was coming into work feeling like I was some kind of celebrity or something like that. And then you have a boss come in my face like, what are you doing? Get to work. I'm like, do you know that I just performed in front of 100 people? You know, it's like, um, so I just kind of like started slacking a little bit and I got arrested twice in 2006. Now I was in the same job. They they knew about one of the arrests. They never fired me. It wasn't, you know, I kind of got past it. But when they fired me, they told me to go work in a different department, um, not in the online division, but actual um, face-to-face admissions. And I went to sit down with this guy who knew me for four years. He interviewed me and he ran my background check. Why would you run my background check when I have already worked with this company for four years and I'm just transferring departments? He ran. and He said he can't hire me. I was. Well, devastated. how do
0: you think they did that? Do you think?
1: Uh, I think it was standard protocol. I don't think he did it purposely. you, didn't know you were, I think.
0: On- yeah, you- I've never heard of that before. If you were, on- yeah.
1: It- because the two departments were totally separate. I, I don't think they communicated on a regular basis. Online admissions and on-campus were two separate wow. divisions. We, yeah, we were on the sixth floor, and they were on the first. So when I went, he was, he was all for hiring me. I remember his demeanor. He's like, oh, yo, I'm glad you're coming here. Great, so on and so forth. All we got to do is, you know, get your, uh, fill out the application, run your background. When he said that, I'm like, oh, crap. And he came back. He's like, man, I'm so sorry. We can't hire you. I'm like, bro, this stuff was two years ago. I've already worked here for four years. He goes, we can't. It's protocol. You have these, these arrests on your records. I'm like, uh-oh. So I was in my pants, uh, uh, for lack of better words. No. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I just started hustling immediately. I couldn't get a job anywhere. I mean, nobody was going to hire me with those two arrests just shortly before. And I just got to work performing, throwing hip-hop shows, we started a label. We started a hip-hop blog. I started the clothing line. We started a printing business. And it was just one failure after the next, after the next, after the next. And um, and then finally something kind of hit. The social media business started taking off. Um, and then I quit music in 2017. And that's when I started well, focusing on- You're going out. way
0: too fast and not giving yourself enough credit. because you know, <laughs> A lot of people go, well, I want to hear a little bit about the music business. I mean, so you, you started off promoting other artists, correct?
1: Uh, No. So I started off as an artist myself. So I was lucky enough for a long period of time to open up for some major names in hip hop. I got to host shows with them. I mean, I was on stage as the as the artist performing. And um, then I, I realized that South Florida hip hop scene was very oversaturated. And it was hard to make money because so many artists were allowing themselves to get booked for free. So when you got 20 artists or 100 artists that wanna get booked for free, even though I'm gonna bring a bigger crowd, they don't care about Brian Breach, you know? So me and my partner, me and my business partner came up with an idea and we're like, why don't we start um, booking ourselves on shows and becoming the promoter in itself and booking these famous artists. We'll save up some money, we'll get the famous artists, we'll put our names on the flyer, we'll hire the door girl, but we will also open up for them and be the opener for all these famous artists. And we did that for years and that's when I started actually making money off South Florida hip hop stuff. And it was, it was awesome. Um, and I got many, many opportunities in, in that, in that realm. And that's what got me verified on Instagram to begin with that
0: Facebook. That was so. one of my questions. So that's what got you verified. Can we, can we ask you really quick for people that don't know? Cause I didn't even know what verified me um, until my social media uh, team told me it's when, if you're on Instagram, And by the person's name, there's a little blue check by it. That means that the person is verified. And so so what does that exactly mean that you're verified? And and how do you get verified?
1: Yeah, so so the first time I really understood what verification was, I mean, I understood it, but when I realized the impact was this, I remember um, my now ex-girlfriend, I had gotten verified within that week and she didn't understand what verification really meant. And she was on the phone with me and I heard her friends in the background, like oh, your boyfriend's verified on Instagram. That's crazy. And they were being dead serious. And I'm like, they're going crazy over this verification. And I'm just like, so that was like the first time I understood like the impact that, I, that it had. But what it is, is that when you do enough legitimate things, you got to have enough legitimate articles on Google. You got to be Googleable. You got to have an artist spotlight or maybe a wiki. You have to have done something significant for, for, for a billion-dollar company like Instagram to put their stamp on you and say this guy is legitimate, and it separates you from you know other pages maybe that have the same name as you. So it's about doing legitimate things. You can't get verified if you know you have nothing out there. It's all, it's in a sense ver- uh, them saying you're kind of famous in a way, you know, uh, wow. for lack of better way
0: to work not just the amount of followers it is the publication so you you were in certain publications and you were recognized so so if if you were to give a suggestion of somebody to get verified what would what would be like one or two tips to to get verified
1: the number one thing you need to get verified it's funny because right now instagram opened up the uh if you go in your settings right now you're allowed to submit for verification anyone is but the problem with that is that they open it up for everybody and their mother to submit. I mean, everybody's submitting, people that have no, no, no reason to submit, no links, no website, no nothing. Um, so right now, from what I understand, you need at least 10 verifiable publications on major sites to be verified at the moment. You also need a personal website. It also helps that a lot of people don't know to have multiple pages of your name. So you know how like a celebrity comes out, Jennifer Aniston, and then there's like 100 Jennifer Aniston fake pages. Well, when I was verified, there was somebody from South Africa made a Brian Breach fan page, thank God. Um, yeah. There was other Brian Breach pages. There was one guy who was a bicyclist. There was like seven, six or seven Brian Breach pages at the time, and then me with 30000 or 50000 whatever I had at the time. And um, I submitted for verification, and thank God I got it. It was like months later. I came out the shower. My phone was flipped up, and I saw this weird blue thing out the corner of my eye, and I just like dropped my towel. I'm like,
0: yes, Yes I did it! Yeah. And can they, can they ever take it away from you once you're
1: verified? Um, the only way they can take it away from you is if you know you, you probably make a bomb threat or something. You have to you have to do something wrong. You got you gotta violate the community code, or or if for some reason I'm Brian Breach now and I decide to change my name to Brian Brand, and if I change my name while I have a verification, you oh, could lose your verification. It so pick
0: that up, yeah,
1: yeah. So anyone that's verified don't try to make a name change unless you go through Instagram directly and tell them. I know one guy who, he was verified, he had a name change, and he was fine. So there has to be a procedure, but you can't just go in there and change your name. Don't touch your name if you're verified. Yeah.
0: Well, and one of the benefits of being verified is because you, now you're like in the inner circle, right? Yeah. So like, you know... For, I found you on Instagram, right? And yeah. so if you're in that inner circle, if somebody goes on and says, well, Tina wants to interview me, she's not verified. A lot of people would say, I, you know, not enough, you know, it's not me um, upper echelon. But so you really kind of get you into that inner circle to be able to like communicate more easily with other influencers, correct?
1: Right. There's about a there's about a ninety percent chance when I message someone who's verified, they're gonna write back. Although I tagged fifty cent today, he didn't read it. Um and I wrote Ariana Grande once, she didn't read it. So but everybody else, everybody else, everybody else uh, is forgot.
0: Yeah. And yeah, thank don't, you don't, for don't, like coming on here because I'm not verified.
1: <laughs> <laughs> That's no, the
0: yeah.
1: No, it doesn't, yeah. To me, when you know, verified or not, you know, I am I am honored anytime anyone cares about what I have to say it just means a lot and uh, you're doing so many significant things regardless of verification so I was honored
0: thank you yeah I I just I'm crazy about you so let let me ask you music was that your first passion I mean is that like what lit your fire did you fall into it Um, do you miss it are you are you doing it anymore
1: it's, it's a great question. I miss it so much. And and when I quit, I felt like I was cheating on music. It was my passion forever. When I found hip hop music, it was like, I literally fell in love. I wrote a rhyme one time in high school. Somebody's like, wow, that's pretty decent. And then me and my friend, we just start every day after school. I mean, I remember before it got you know so much about business and before it got you know all about making money, I remember, I still remember the feeling of not caring. If anyone ever heard the song, we would go to my friend's house and there would be two cassette tapes, and we would have one microphone, we would play a beat, and we would literally pass the mic verse by verse, bur- uh, burst burst, and if anybody messed up, we would have to start over. Oh. And I remember how excited. Every day after work, I was like 20 years old, and I'm like, yo, can we go to we- – we used to call them Making in Iowa because the name of the system was an Iowa, I W I'm like, can we just go to your house, bro, and make an Iowa tonight? Yeah, let's go. And everybody would just chill and make an Iowa, and, and- – I was, it was like heaven to me. I used to go in my car and play it and just listening my voice back, even though it was garbage back then, I was, I was so excited just to hear it. So, um, it was my first passion. I love it. Um, I used to love performing. I get the biggest rush on earth when I would perform and, uh, you know, I still miss it. There were times, even when I was making music that if I was, if I was hanging out with a girl, if I was doing something, if I was, uh, wasting time, I would literally feel bad for not making music and not working on my album or not working on a song. I remember right. feeling genuinely bad.
0: Right. Yeah. Exactly. So are you are you still making music now?
1: No, so the last thing I did uh what was it? Oh man, it was something significant. I forgot what it was. Somebody asked me to make something, but no, I haven't made any music although anytime there's a beat on in my car and I'm by myself, I still I'll still rap a little bit and I'll still feel it and just to, I know it, I know it's in there. I know it's there. I can yeah, if I start up again, I can, I can do it, no well,
0: problem. why did you get out of it, Brian?
1: So, you come to okay. So, there's a big difference between quitting and pivoting. And I got to the point in 2017 where I'm like, I'm not where I want to be. I haven't blown up yet. Nothing crazy has gone viral. Well, you know, I've opened up for people. I had, I had some big name features on my project. And it, you know, did, it did a, average numbers. And I just remember getting to the point where I either keep doing this, like, I remember when I used to skateboard, I was, I'm like, I either keep getting hurt or I start trying to make money. So, um, I remember shifting gears and I remember telling myself, all right, I'm already verified. I already have an audience. I don't want to lose my audience, not the verification, but I don't want to lose my audience. What can I do now? And I've always like incorporated funny stuff and comedy into everything I did. So I remember writing on a whiteboard, all right, you're going to start making funny viral videos, which confused a lot of people for, for, for a couple of weeks. My, my audience was confused as hell. They had no idea what I was doing. I didn't even say anything. I didn't announce it. I just started making skits, pranks, social experiments. And I remember writing on a whiteboard, you have one year to go viral. You're going to shoot this for one year. And I went hard. I shot stupid skits, horrible skits. I got negative feedback. I got positive feedback. And then five months before- Let me the- ask you
0: a question. How many videos would you be doing a week?
1: Uh, I don't know how much it was per week, but I remember trying to knock out like, one every two weeks or something like that or one every week or so, some, something to that effect. But okay. they do get expensive because I pay my videographer, you know, um, I didn't have a team where everyone just wanted to shoot for free. I had to, I had to pay people, wow. you know, a couple hundred bucks each time. Actors, uh, most of them just wanted to be in it because it was me, but every once in a while when, um, when it wasn't someone volunteering, I would reach out to pay actors. I believe in paying people for your time. So, you know, it, it started costing a lot of money. And then when I started getting crazy, And putting up billboards and and doing Miami Heat pranks, it started getting even more expensive. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so five months before the year was up, I was lucky enough to to have the opportunity to do my TED Talk. And then five months later, right at the end of the year, where I wrote, you're going to go viral, boom, something hit and went viral. And it was the combination of the TEDx Talk and what went viral was like the perfect storm. And that led me on a path to speak around the country for one year or more uh, up until the pandemic hit about how to go viral. So I never thought in a million years when I went viral from one of these videos that anyone would ever ask me uh, to speak about how to go viral. So it was the weirdest, uh, it was just a weird transition but amazing one. I got to speak in the Hamptons you know what, California.
0: What's really interesting is like one thing led to another, another because you were open and because you yes. did it and you were flexible and I think a lot And not of
1: the- caring what anyone thinks.
0: And not caring what anybody thinks and what you also said in your text, uh, TED talk is um, you talk about failure. You never looked at anything as a failure. You looked at if I, if I got one nugget of information you took that and you and you brought it forward and i think That's there's a lot of people watching that don't have that ability um and, you know it, they'll they'll go into a paralysis mode and i did that for many many years you know i would um i would just kind of retreat and go in my shell and then of course this would take over and tell me why i couldn't do it why it wasn't any good and everybody else is better than me and this now and but you have that ability to just do that. Do you think that that was maybe from uh, when you were a child, like a, a survival mechanism, going, I don't have the time to do this, I'm just going to keep going?
1: Um, it, it's It's got to come from that. You know, I try to place it, a lot of times I'll sit and ponder, and I'll try to place where I got things. I get this from my dad, that I get this from this, I get this from that. I just learned that number one, I love learning. So no matter what I'm doing, I remember I, I did a uh, printing business with my boy for a while. I hated it. I mean, to this day, I like sometimes cringe because I didn't see it like the matrix, but I learned and I was sitting there and I was in the muck and I was in the dirt and I was starting from the ground. I had no idea how to do printing, but it was, it started becoming fun because I was, you know, I was learning every day. And, and that's, that's what it was for me. As long as I could pull something out of it. And not only that, I was a business owner. You know, So even if it's a business I didn't enjoy, I was a business owner. And that, to me alone, I would give my life not to work a 9-to-5 again. If I had to go back to a 9-to-5 right now, you'd see me on the side of a bridge. No, I'm kidding. I, but you, know. you understand what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's I, 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 And it takes a certain person. It really does. I mean, there's pros and there's cons. But, you know, uh, I, I, I feel the same way. I couldn't right. go, you know, and you were mentioning too, which is one of the obvious. When you work for somebody else, you have a ceiling on what you can make. always time is not your own um if you're loving it that's great but you know as you said too is you're not making money you're you're making them money, right Right. and you're basically giving your power away because if they decide one day i don't want him anymore or he's getting too old or for whatever reason you're gone and you're left back right exactly
1: And they'll replace you in five seconds and not even bad enough. And
0: not even think about it. That's that. That is so, you know, it's funny because how many years ago, I mean, like my brothers and sisters, two of my brother, my brother and my older sister, they were a generation before me and they were taught the opposite. The safest thing you can do is go work for a corporation. And that's what they did. My my brother and I, who are 10 years younger are more entrepreneurs and it, it, it just goes to show you what they thought was extremely safe. Now the times have changed and I think it couldn't be anything but you know, not that. So right. um, that, now that we're
1: in the social media age, yeah, when well, now that we're in the social media age, I mean the corporations and stuff, they're great, but you can literally become a business owner in five seconds. You can create an Amazon store. You can do any, I mean, you could do anything right now. You, exactly. can, you can learn how to trade stocks all day long and make the three, 400 a day if you really focused on it. So we're living at different times and uh, everybody has to, even if you have a nine to five, you have to figure out how to have a side hustle because if that nine to five goes away, which we all just saw with the pandemic, you need to figure out, you need to figure out another way to make money. Yes. If, and, and, you know, you said this, and you
0: said that you should have about seven, seven different, uh, Streams of
1: sources.
0: Yeah, yep. absolutely. So it, so you've always got something coming in. And one thing that you said is that you're you're always learning. And it's so true. This is why I love to do this. Yep. I handpick the people I have on my show. I only have people that I'm interested on and what they have to talk about. I'm learning, I mean, I'm usually reading one and a half books a week because a lot of people have on have written books, and I love it. And they, you know, there's a study that shows the happiest people in the world, there's like three things. But I think the number one thing is, is that people that are constantly learning. And when you were working for a corporation and you're doing the same job over and over and over every single day, this is why a lot of people just can't wait to, to live for the weekend because they're not enjoying it because they're doing the right. same thing every single day. So
1: I, I used to be that guy. I know. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Me too. Tell us, um, so tell us how you, um, went viral.
1: <laughs> um, So, you know, what was crazy about that particular one that the, well, the first one that really went viral was um, it was out of all the videos I made, I put put a lot of thought and a lot of effort into a lot of them. Um, And this was the one that it was the least effort because I woke up one morning, I saw a video on Facebook, it, it, it inspired the heck out of me. And then I just jumped to do it. And thank God I called my videographer and I'm like, Hey, are you available? Because I have an idea and I need to shoot it today. And I remember at the time, she was like, um, she told me that she was at some like, I don't know if it was a wedding dinner or something that was significant that you don't just leave. And I'm like, oh, you're not gonna be able. She goes, don't worry, just give me a couple hours. I'm like, all right. So anyway, long story short, um, I went to Target dressed as a homeless guy. And I was standing outside of Target dressed as a homeless guy. I had a sign that said, please help me and my family or please help feed my family for the holidays. So um, as people were walking in, um, they would. I would have a cup, and they would give me a dollar, fifty cents. I, a couple of people offered me food, and um, as they were walking away, I was like, "Excuse me, just, just give me one second. I, um, just want to let you know because you're such a giving person, and you thought I was homeless today. I want to do something for you." And I gave him a hundred dollar bill in return. I ended up handing out five hundred dollars, um, and I got such great reactions. One guy started crying. Another guy had a son with him, was thanking me for having a teachable moment for a son. Another guy actually recognized me and was like, "Hey." I recognize you from your videos. I'm like, yo, get the get the out of here, bro. You know? <laughs> he like ruined my whole cover. There's, there's a video of him doing that. And um, so after that, Channel 7 ended up picking up the story. And uh, they told me to come back to Target. It was, it was so funny because they, they had told me they're going to send an, uh, um, a reporter to interview me. But they didn't. They sent a telejournalist. So I'm like, in my head, I'm like, all right, they, they don't see the story as significant. They're just they're not sending a, a, an actual um, an actual reporter just to, you know, they're just going to talk to me. And then they po- they, they did the story that night and boom, within the next five days, every story in the country and in other countries picked it up. It went to CNN and Fox, MSNBC, Yahoo, ABC. Um, I got messages from Hawaii, Russia, Greece, wow. for, it, was, it was the craziest thing that I've ever seen. I mean, I was getting messages from every news station in the country
0: wow that, and, and you know what and it was such a great message like you said i mean
1: that's yes that's why i'm happy that that one because i thought another i thought other ones were going to go viral. i'm so happy that it was the positive one with the right message that went viral and it wasn't some other stupid thing i
0: did yeah you know because there's a lot of people you know i have a 16 year old and he thinks just by doing you know crazy i said honey you got to have like some content here you got to provide some value i mean he is 16 he's going to grow into this but you really do have to concentrate on, on the content. I mean, right. You know, and you don't want to go viral happens, for the wrong reasons. Too, as long as it's not on somebody else's ex- expense for most of the time. Right. 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 And
1: yeah. And you definitely don't want to go viral for the wrong reasons. Cause when you go viral for the wrong reasons, it's, it's going to affect you in the future and your businesses and stuff like that. People go viral for the wrong reasons all the time.
0: Right. Exactly. So let me ask you a question. I mean, do you have any kind of mindset daily routine? Do you, You know, uh, you know, there's studies showing that we have about 55,000 thoughts that go through our minds every single day. On the average person, 85,000 of those, 85% of those are negative self-limiting beliefs. So do you do you just, um, are you like so ingrained in such a great mindset? Do you ever have to like pull yourself up? Do you have any kind of hacks that you do to get to a better uh, mindset?
1: Absolutely, and my brain probably has one hundred fifty thousand thoughts that I can't. It, my brain just doesn't stop, and even when I dream, I, I have two two dreams a night sometimes. Always yeah, oh yeah. yeah. Like me, I get I get night terrors too. By the yeah, way. Yeah.
0: Me too. <laughs> oh shit. What is night- that? I'm trying to figure that out right now. Yeah. Well, it's you know, they say that your intuition and your spirit and your um, subconscious mind is trying to get through you in your dreams because you know oh, your yeah. waking hours. You're dealing from a conscious mindset.
1: Right. So right.
0: Need for that. But okay, so go ahead. So you, you have these thoughts. So tell me what you do.
1: So, okay. So the thing with life is, I remember, you know, me and my, my grandmother, although she was also kind of like an abusive woman, I still had some good memories with her over my mom. I remember when, when she was a kid, when I was a kid. Um, And I just, I remember saying, I don't know what conversation, I I must've been in my teens. I was like, I just don't feel motivated. I remember her saying, you gotta fucking motivate yourself. And I remember that. And it's always stuck in my head. So, you know, you know how some people get depression. I do believe that legitimate depression is real chemical imbalance, things like that. But there's also depression where you kind of bring it on yourself. So the thing with me is I might get in my funks, but I'm very quick to get out of it because I have a zest for life. And how I get out of it, in my opinion, is this. So number one, um, and I remember hearing this also on Boardwalk Empire, one of my favorite shows. Uh, Nucky Thompson said, you always have to leave yourself something to look forward to. So you can't just go through life every day with nothing on the other end, just skating through life, same nine to five, boring. You have to schedule little Little either breaks or trips or something, not just wait for the weekend, but something every day in your routine that you're looking forward to, right? So that's so true. That's in my daily
0: planner. It's the first question What can I get excited about today, right? You have
1: to, you You you, there has to be something or you're gonna lose it.
0: And Um, scalable, attainable goals too that are set maybe six months. I, you know, I'm going to go to Greece. In six months, and it's going to cost me this yep. amount, and it also makes you strive to get to that point, right?
1: Absolutely, it's like dangling a carrot in front of elephant's face. The elephant's going to keep walking, or was an elephant a giraffe or whatever? <laughs> uh,
0: it's an it's, elephant. They eat. Grass. An elephant,
1: Yeah. And it's going to keep. It's going to keep walking in, until it gets it. But um, another thing I do is that I only, and, and when I say I only, I only consume things that motivate me, and this is what I mean. Even. When i'm watching television i remember my, my ex you know she used to always watch like rom-coms although i try to find things to pull out of it i need to watch a show when i'm watching shows or movies that motivate me or i all right i try not to watch it somebody will want to watch a horror movie with me and i'm like we could do that but i rather watch pursuit of happiness because wow. that's the kind of movie that's going to motivate me so um from the things i watch you can't really see behind you but these movie posters, I have an entire wall behind me, which is called the Think Wall. And on that wall is motivational figures from history. I got Einstein, I got Tesla, got Martin Luther King, I got Meyer Lance, Steve Jobs. Um, every day I wake up and I, you know, although some of these people had some negative things about them, they changed the world. So when I see this wall every single day in my eyeline, uh, it motivates me. The, the, the poster board behind my couch is of Walter White from Breaking Bad. Now, he may have been a criminal, but he created an empire for some reason that strikes a chord with me and it motivates me. The posters behind me, City of God, I have Boardwalk Empire, although, you know, some of these may have negative connotations. When I see it, it makes me like, I'm going to go out and create an empire today. Maybe not for the negative things they did, but um, when I'm using the bathroom, my downstairs bathroom, Right in front of the toilet, it says, never give up on your dream. So even as I'm using the bathroom,
0: yes. I have something in front yes. of me
1: that's constantly reminding me. I have a map in my room uh, uh, of, of the entire world. And when I see that, it motivates me and it triggers something in my head, take over the world, travel oh. everywhere. I love the,
0: it's, it, it so you're feeding your 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 brain positive things all day long. All day and in, I, in my because I have post-its and I have a mantra in my bathroom and I used to have them all over the place. But you know what? That, that's really interesting. You know, every space of your house can be made to fill you up every single day because you know every your space, is in my space in my in, house. your subconscious mind is taken in and and you know, yep. for for the viewers, I've talked about this on other shows. This is real. Whatever you're putting in your mind, whatever you feed, grows. Okay, so if you're putting in negative thoughts, um, whether you whether it's subliminally or not, whether it's even let's talk about music, okay? Because I have a real beef about a lot of lyrics that are going on, you know, especially around my son's age, and I'm going, what? this is crap. I mean, it's about garbage. It's garbage. There's nothing inspiring. It's all about drugs and having sex. I mean, my 16-year-old's listening to that. I and mean, it's like, okay, he's not naive to this, but it doesn't, there's no, there, and it's so in your face. There's nothing even left to the imagination anymore. It's raw. It's raunchy. You know, and I, uh, you know, my thoughts are why aren't more artists, uh, this is a good question for you. Why aren't more artists? coming out with more inspiring lyrics. If we know this to be true, we know that this is what we're feeding our brain every single day, wouldn't that just be a, a, a no-brainer?
1: Yeah, so, okay, so here, here's the real true answer to that question, and the real answer to that question is there are. The problem is, you're not going to find them on mainstream media. So, me, the artists that I listen to, mostly hip-hop artists, although I, li- I like other genres, um, I will seek out lyricist. And because I like intelligent music, I like words that are heavily rhyming. I like when people use words I never heard before. But I'll also find the artist that motivates me and inspires me. For example, um, although he, you know, there are some ant songs on his album, but I've been listening to this guy, Joyner Lucas lately, he makes songs that make you so dramatically think and one of the songs he's actually giving props to Will Smith as being his idol. So the whole entire song is about Will Smith, how Will inspire him. Through his whole life and the beat to me is inspiring in itself um so i played this song I, since since i've been listening to album um i like to run out albums so the way i listen to music i play albums for two months straight until i can't listen to it anymore that's just how i yeah. I
0: play the song over and over. over. And yeah, over. I used to do that. I've been doing that since I was a kid. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah.
1: it's just and and what I do is the 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 album usually becomes like a marker in my life for that period of time. So yeah. if I stop listening to this album in eight months from now, if I listen to it again, I'm gonna remember this period, this it's podcast, a this, time in
0: your life. Yeah, yeah. This it's period of time in my life. So yeah.
1: if you seek out the right hip hop artist or the right. R&B artists, you will find the the lyricism and the intelligence and the positive music. But if you turn on Power 96, you're going to hear Cardi B talking about her wet, you know, so. Yeah. Exactly.
0: Um, okay. So yeah, here's an important point for all of our viewers, because you know, you really have to do your own research these days, because you know what? Yes. Mainstream media, um, I feel that way about doctors. Okay. I'm a cancer survivor and you know functional medicine doctors and holistic doctors you don't see them on uh, uh, mainstream mainstream media and um or yes on mainstream and like so i would say you know i had a friend that that had had cancer after me well if that was true my doctor would know that no your doctor wouldn't know that because they weren't trained in that It's, it's an evolving field all the time so if, just for our viewers, if they wanted to seek out some inspirational music and stuff, what do, would they just Google something or would they just type in inspirational music or motivational or what would be the best way to find that?
1: Right. Yeah. It's, it's all, it's all in the Google searches. So if you yeah. put in top 20 motivational hip hop artists, top 20 inspirational hip hop artists, um, I promise you, you're going to find, you know, Chance the Rapper and you're going to find all these, you're, you're going to find artists who, who are very creative. And, and even if, the song that they're talking about, isn't about motivating you. Some of the songs with these, these lyricists are so creative that you get motivated just by that, you know, yeah, like exactly. I've gotten motivated off songs that have nothing to do with inspiration because they, they, the way they do the song is just unbelievable. Like the format of the song is just baffling and, and it's so creative. I mean, I take Eminem, for example, I mean, Eminem's still doing it. Although some of his lyrics are raunchy and crazy, some Sometimes, of them are really just, motivated.
0: Uh, what's the What's, yeah. what's the one? Um, it was years ago. You know, it was like one of his top hits. Uh,
1: oh, um, is it? I am whatever you say. Yes, I am?
0: yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yes. Yeah.
1: And and then there's also that other song, that's super motivational uh in the music the moment that's
0: never the one working. i'm talking about yeah that's
1: you only get point one point. shot do not miss your chance to blow because opportunity
0: comes once in a lifetime a lifetime yes yeah. exactly yeah. and it's that is so motivating i love that i love the beat yeah. yes, yes because i I think these people have just gotten lazy you know and you know you are like so lit and it shows your creativity is just flowing and this is really what i want to bring to viewers because you know especially right now in the time of uncertainty i mean whether it's the pandemic you know there's always uncertainty in the world okay and there's my book the domino effect fear versus faith i write in it the premise is, is that we're always operating from one of two mindsets that's it fear or faith And depending on which one you adopt, it's going to create a domino effect. And the more you do anything, the easier it gets. So the more that you practice being a victim or practice negative thoughts, I mean, that's going to, you know, that's going to become more of a habit natural to you. And, you know, if you want to retrain your brain and, 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 and retrain your neural pathways into a better life, you've just got to feed this something different. 100%. 100%
1: 100%. 100% accurate. And, and I mean, just to take on that point, when you were talking about fear and stuff like that, everything that I shot that that got close to going viral or did go viral, right before I shot it, I was sick to my stomach, literally. Like, I wanted to puke. Most of the things I did. When I did that TED Talk, you can't tell, maybe in that video. No, but,
0: you, look, you look like you've done that a thousand times.
1: Well, it, It's so many crazy things, right? Behind the scenes, I was literally shaking to death. Yeah. Like, I, I had this thing where when I get nervous, my mouth dries up. So right before I went on stage, I was literally taking a Ludin, spraying this lube in my mouth, and and drinking water simultaneously while the host is watching me. She's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, my mouth is going to go dry on stage. I got to do this. The minute I get on stage, three minutes later, my mouth was dry for uh, 10 minutes. I couldn't even hear myself speak. So I was like, I was sweating bullets, but you keep calm. So But, but my whole point is... Anything that I've ever done where it has gotten me opportunities after, I've been scared to do it. You're not going to get an opportunity if you're not scared to do something. You have to be petrified to do it. And I promise you, once you film it and you get out on the other side, you're going to post it. You're going to get opportunities from it. But you have to have that nervousness in your stomach. Even when I did that Miami heat prank where I dropped the ring at the heat game, I was, I was shitting bricks. I was nervous as can be right before they called me up to get on one knee and propose to my fake fiance. And that video went viral and that led me to the next opportunity. I was right. on a bunch of shows because of that thing, you know? So yeah. it's, it's crazy. You just, you have to face the fear because that's what's going to get you to the other side.
0: A- absolutely. And you know that there's a saying, um, if, you, if you're not scared, your dreams aren't big enough.
1: So oh God, right? that's so true. And it's, how, I
0: learned that you know, more than anything. One of the like principles that I say is practice one fear daily. It doesn't have to be jumping out of a plane. I mean, it can be a smaller fear. But if right. you're practicing one fear daily, you're going to get to the point, kind of like where I am, not a lot scares me. But I agree with you. Every time that I'm doing a show, it's not like it used to be. But there's a little bit of nervous in there because I, wanted, I want it to be a great show. That means that I care. If I'm not nervous at all or I'm not a little bit afraid, I don't really care too much about the project project right? So true. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, and that's it's what so it's, accurate. Yeah, yep. that's what that's what gets you on the next level and the next. And here's the other thing that I mentioned before and I think you're going to agree with me is that I think that we've been conditioned, we've been so many things we've been taught backwards. But we've been conditioned to believe that we get to a certain point and then we park it and then that's it. You know, not if you really want to be you, you know it's about growing your whole life. It's not about parking it. Because once you part, look at all these people that retire. They retire and then they die or they retire and they're bored out of their minds.
1: <laughs> I was just yeah. talking about this the other day. Yeah.
0: yeah. Yeah. I mean, my goal is never to retire, but always to be doing something that I love. So if this doesn't work for me anymore and coaching doesn't work for me anymore, then I'm moving to something that does light my soul and my, and my spirit. You know, and that's the other thing too, you know, I don't believe that we necessarily have to have one career your whole life. And a lot of people are like, oh, what am I going to do now? And you know what I say? I don't know what I would do. I'd say, what are you curious about? Just start getting curious about something, right? And then that kind of spurs, you know, something that's, you know, because we, I think, I believe we all have the answers inside of us, but it's been so clogged up with all the things that we're supposed to do as adults and all the responsibilities and you're not going to make money That And that's not a, you know, that's not, that's not reality. And you know what? Your own reality is, is right. You create right? right? Mm-hmm. Uh, there is a couple more things. Oh, so tell us the name of your company. I love it.
1: Um, so, so the name of my company is Psyche. And um, if you see the logo of Psyche, it's a brain and your Psyche means your mind. So Psyche is a play on words um, from the spelled with a P The S-I-K-E-Y. Um, psyche my psyche the acronym stands for success is key um the logo is a brain and where does success start in your brain so it's like these you know it's like five different things all in once
0: wow okay uh so i want to ask you for let's say if somebody wants to be a uh, social media influencer do you have maybe two or three tips that you can throw out there for them to gain what's the best way to get more followers Anything for them to keep pushing because I know for me before I hired a social media team, I was like my numbers would go up five, then they go down five, up. I didn't feel like I was getting anywhere. I'm like, oh, this yep. is not
1: work. Well, I mean, so there's all sorts of te- it depends on what angle you're coming at. So you know, I run a I run a social media business as well. I just been hired by the movie studio to run the social media. So if we're talking about just from like um, you know a social uh, a social media director perspective, there's so there's so many different ways to get followers. What I used to do um, back in the day when I was, when I was able to, you know, with specific programs and things like that, you're able to target pages and followers of people that have to do with you. So when I was, When I was performing and doing hip hop music, I would target like Eminem's followers and Action Bronson's followers. And I would basically follow a certain amount of their followers per day. And then they'd follow me back. That's the etiquette of Instagram. So if you follow 400 people a day, you're going to get 70 new followers every single day. Um, But you're getting legitimate followers and you're introducing, it's like knocking on their Instagram door and you're like, wait, who is this guy, Brian Breach to follow me? Oh, he does music too. I'm following Eminem. Let me go check his page out. So,
0: yeah, but that why was, you know Instagram doesn't tell you when you have a new follower. I mean, if you go on your following, you can go, "Oh, I, I see, I have new followers," but it doesn't—it doesn't give you an alert that somebody new is following you, does it? Uh, it
1: should be in your notifications. The heart, there's a heart at the bottom right, and when you click that and and uh, refresh the screen, um, everyone that follows you back should be on the right side, and everybody likes oh, your that's picture.
0: That's what the hearts for. There's a lot <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. of people. <laughs> those are your, those are your notifications. So if somebody oh. calls or likes your picture or comments, um, you'll see it in your notifications, yeah.
0: okay, all right, yeah, because you know what there's so much to learn on this platform because I understand Spotting. it's not changing every six months, right? So oh, I mean, how how realistic um, is it for somebody to really uh, become a top influencer by themselves without hiring a social media company?
1: I mean, i I never hired anybody, I mean, and I'm, I'm here, <laughs> so. Uh, You're an awesome. Uh, yeah,
0: yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you don't count. Um.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. You know, the thing with me, I was lucky enough that I immersed myself when social media started hitting heavy. I immersed myself so much in it that I started seeing the matrix. And I'm so lucky. Like, you know, when you get into a business and you're able to see the matrix with printing, I couldn't see the matrix. It was so confusing to me. With social media, I just, thank God, get it. It clicks in my brain. I know how to explain it properly. Like, it's just, it's just one of the things that I inadvertently became an expert at. So if somebody really wants to be a social media influencer, the main thing is to constantly put out content, yeah. constantly put out content. I mean, you'll, you'll, you'll get there. And, and remember, you also want to direct the traffic to where you want it. So if you're trying to blow up on Instagram, you need to use your Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn to, to direct people back to your uh, Instagram. If you're trying to blow up on Twitter, um, you need to direct people to your Twitter from every platform. So, um, and, and it's, it's. You know, you have to consistently be networking. Um, you need that, to. That's go- the key. The, the,
0: the yeah. networking is sure. Yeah. If you're following somebody, yeah. like I said, or I'm reaching out to people like guests like you and then they, they, they come back with me, that's Twitter. I, I don't understand. I don't care. I still don't get it. But um, yeah, <laughs> it's the only one that I'm not on. But I think the more that I, mean, I am on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. So right. are you for hire?
1: Um, sort of. Yeah, I, 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 know I got that
0: sound a little strange. Yeah, no, no, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> I,
1: I, I am d- depending on what what's needed and, you know, costs and things like that. But um, so I just got hired by the movie studio, and they just gave me a, a lot of stuff to do. Although I, I feel like I still have some time throughout the day to focus on other ventures. So absolutely. Yeah, it's okay. something we can discuss for sure.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And do you have any takeaways for, you know, just any about anything that you think would help our viewers, any kind of nugget that you go, you know, this is something that I learned in my life that, you know, maybe is not talked about that much. Anything that you feel that would be a great takeaway for
1: Yeah, show. absolutely. You know, my thing is, and you know, no matter how old I get, I'm still learning stuff. You know, I'm, I'm learning every single day what works and what doesn't. And there, there were periods of time in my life where, I had a lot of time wasters, you know, I'm wasting time on this and hanging out here and doing this and doing that. The thing is, when you get into something, when you become an entrepreneur and you want to start your business and you have your foot really dug in and you're in it and you start maneuvering and you start figuring out how to incorporate your business, trademarking your business, hiring people, you get in the matrix and you stay in the matrix. And that's when things start to happen. You start noticing things blown up and you start noticing money coming in so my takeaway to a lot of people would be like listen you got one life if you want to build an empire stop what you're doing and spend six months of sacrifice just six solid months of sacrifice dig the hell in and i swear to god on the other side you're gonna you're gonna be blown away on what gets accomplished um and use social media to your advantage because you can have zero, nothing going on in your life. You can have no opportunities whatsoever. And if you spend five hours one day on social media networking with the right people, an opportunity is going to present itself. I promise you. Oh, so, every single, I, I've had nothing going on even during this crazy period of time. And I'm just online, writing people, messaging people. Boom. Best opportunity. It doesn't, best. You it, it, it
0: doesn't cost you anything. It
1: doesn't cost you anything. It's
0: free. Yeah, exactly. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing.
1: I mean, my most the most money I've made just in the last four weeks came from an opportunity of networking with a guy that I was weary of, and then I just dug in, and and I made I don't want to say more money in the last, but I made some decent money just in the last month because of of uh, Instagram. It's yeah, nuts.
0: Exactly. And I'm one, so two more thing, it, it went. You know, I think that people give up right before the miracle. You know, so.
1: I'm sorry, say that last
0: word. I think a lot of people give up right before the miracle.
1: Oh, yeah. Right Absolutely.
0: before they're about to hit, you know? And it's like, you just, I, for me, it's just, my motto is just keep going. Just, oh, you know, it's... if you need to take a break for a day and go binge watch Netflix, fine. I mean, give yourself that break, but then get re- reset, restart, and get back on it. Because oh, yeah. I think that's the thing. We can burn ourselves out and then everything looks dismal. Also, you know, mind, body, spirit. Make sure that you feed your body well, as well as your mind and, and movement with your body. Right. hundred percent.
1: Yeah. I, I just saw some meme. I forgot. If you don't take care of your health, I, I, I'm not saying right. If you don't take care of your health, you're going to be spending a lot of money on your health or something like that. Well oh, that's
0: true. Yeah. And it's almost prevented it. People are like, why do you take that? I'm like, because it's, it's, right. it's cheaper than getting sick.
1: Oh so yeah. yeah, maintaining yourself. Yeah, exactly. Same with your teeth. You wait a long time for your teeth. You're going to be paying ten thousand dollars if you maintain it throughout. You'll be good to go.
0: Well, you know that's interesting. They see that a lot of your health starts in your teeth. So if you if you have a lot of problems in in your with your teeth, that's indicating other problems in the rest of your body. I don't know if you know that.
1: Heart problems too, I believe. Right.
0: Yeah. 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 Just about everything, and a lot of this is preventable, and a lot oh, of it yeah. starts here.
1: So. Absolutely.
0: Anyway, brian I knew this was going to be a blast. I could talk to you for hours, and Out. I will outside of this show. So thank you so much for being a guest. And um, your story is inspirational. You're inspirational. You brought so much value, and um, I can't wait to have you on again. Anything, anything new on the horizons, or just the social media right now?
1: Um, well, I mean, before the pandemic, I was working on a, sh- a TV show called America's Gone Viral, which we're still going to shoot. That's once awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited about that. Um, I, just, I just became the social media director for uh, the movie studio. I, my social media business is growing. I'm now able to help uh, entrepreneurs get in major publications publications such as Yahoo, Finance, Business Insider, Associated Press, uh, Vince Magazine, Kibo Daily. So that's another side of my business now that, that I've incorporated, which has been doing really well. So, uh, yeah, I got, a, I got a ton of stuff going on, and uh, I'm going to keep moving forward no matter what.
0: Okay, so what's the best way to get a hold of you?
1: Uh, Instagram always pretty much uh, and your handle Brian, is uh, Brian Breach B R E A C H Brian with an I. So yeah, find me on Instagram. I mean Facebook, Twitter as well, but Instagram's typically the 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 best way to get a hold of me where I'll reply. Me too. Me too. Yeah, yeah.
0: All right. Well, thank you again so much, and thank you for watching. And we can't wait to see you on our uh, next. Week.